Here lies a toppled god. His fall was not a small one. We did but build his pedestal, a narrow and a tall one. Talaxlu Epigram. to Spice World, an inebriated exploration of Frank Herbert's Dune Messiah. My name is Derek. And my name is Mike. With each chapter, we open up a new bottle of wine and have a bit of a buzzed book club here, Derek. Ah, that we do. What, what are we drinking today, Mike? We're drinking Aristotle. Ooh, that's perfect. It's pretty good. We got a Zen Sunni philosopher coming our way, so. <laughs> exactly. I love it. That bottle's really cool. You see the picture that's in the center there? Oh, no. Let me take a look. That is the School of Athens. Very nice. Very famous Renaissance art painting. Very uh, cool. Monterey. And it is a Syrah. Yeah, a little petite Syrah. A little very petite small. Syrah. But wine aside, mm -hmm. we had a very fun uh, little epigraph here. Yeah. A little poem. A little Flaxley poem. I, I mean, like, I think you were mentioning to me, like, just before, like, Dr. Seuss would have been a Benny Tlilax. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, he would, okay. He would have made a great one. <laughs> Horrifying, but sure. Most of his works were, Mike. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, I feel like this is talking about Paul. It's talking about, like, what they want to have happen I mean, to Paul. Yeah. The question for you is, do you think this is a retrospective comment? Oh, in the past? Or, like, just like, oh, we do this all the time. No, I'm saying, is or this the future, you mean? after, yeah, yeah, after this conspiracy, did they topple a god? Oh, I bet they, I bet, I don't know. I, I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do <laughs> think it. They're gonna... I don't think Paul's getting away with this one. You, oh, oh, Mike, you know, that's very similar to how I feel about Leto. In the first <laughs> book, it's just the inverse, yeah, which always, is the whole, you... that's the whole point of this book is flipping over the oh, original Dune, that's right? that's pretty cool. Well, we have Paul's the emperor, he's in charge, and he's the one falling this time. Sure. Uh, that's fantastic. I, I, I love that too. It's like, hey, we didn't push him. We just didn't give him any room to stand. We did, yeah, he had no room to move. Yeah, a narrow and a tall one. I love it. Uh, that to me reminded me. I I thought there was going to be a stronger correlation to this, uh, but there is uh, a famous poem I know of. A, it was like a poem competition between these two poets. Okay. Uh, it was Shelley and uh, let me look up the other guy's name actually because his was Horace. Okay, it was between Percy Shelley and Horace Smith. Okay. Uh, they both wrote these poems, and they were of a similar, like, uh, kind of style. Uh, so I'm going to read you Percy Shelley's of this. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll see if you can... Oh, it will actually will tell you who it is about. It goes, I met a traveler from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them, on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions read which yet survive stamped on these lifeless things the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed and on the pedestal these words appear my name is ozymandias king of kings look on my work ye mighty and despair nothing besides remains Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. Whoa. So, 
that obviously you see, they get the feeling of like the toppledness of it yeah. of like that's where it's like and clearly though it doesn't have the same scheme and it's like i thought frank would have stolen it directly i don't think there is a strong correlation but i love this little segment of history where these two poets the whole reason they write these is we had, they had just discovered Ramses II's like tomb or something, mm-hmm. and the big statue or um uh, it was the obelisk was being sent over to England. Okay, and like uh, they were writing these uh, in like uh, ready for him to come there of like there was this presentation so it was like a they, big hype. Yeah, because it was like eighteen seventeen eighteen eighteen when this is going. You know, like right when we were raiding all of Egypt, and right, taking right, right. all their, just taking everything, taking everything we found. We, we ever given that back? Like it's, it's a work in progress. <laughs> I was say, like uh, there are some mummies in Boston. Like no, they're just never going back. Uh, but these two guys had a little competition. They wrote about that, so it's just immortalized in a way. And I, I feel like Frank is paying a, a little ode to that because Paul is very Ramsey the second. That whole idea was like they found that statue. It's like, look at all my works. And it's like, we're in the middle of an empty desert, man. Like, I don't think it worked out well. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't really matter. Mm-mm. But is there anything else you want to wanna pull from this little quote? Um, just the fact that I didn't know what an epigram was. Oh, and what is an epigram? It's just like a short little, uh, short little poem. I think yeah. there's more to it. There's more. It's got to have. Uh, it, isn't it there seemed, something satirical about it? it that it would uh, have a clever or a me- ingenious ending. Was really the tech. The poem ah. can be satirical, but I think it's, it's more of be, like it's got to be clever and witty. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm like, I guess it's in the eye of the beholder. So <laughs> one man's epigram is just a poem. <laughs> I guess. Very nice, though. I love it. It's cool. Yeah, we're learning a lot. Oh, so many little Greek words, Mike, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. making their way in. But let's leave that aside. Then we got to get to the desert. Sure, we're late. We got to join CSI it's an investigation. <laughs> yes. An investigation. Da, 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 da. So we sent the daughter of our worst investigator uh, <laughs> that Arrakis has ever seen. Oh, no. Because it's Aaliyah is out in the desert with hate. Uh, and to, the new rookie on the scene. Uh, you mean the mortuary attendant? Yeah. That man's no rookie. No, isn't hate? Oh, hate. I said that's her and hate are on the oh, scene. Oh, got yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he's the rookie. Gotcha. I'll accept him as the rookie. Um, at least in this body. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, there's a oh, wait strong a parallel between the two of them, right? Yeah, both are like weirdly uh, n- not like, not in their own skin in a way. I, I wanted to say like it's not your own flesh. Yeah, that's what I was reaching for. Uh, both have this strange kind of embodiment of them in different forms entirely. Like yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. really know what's going on with hate. We have a strong understanding of Aaliyah. but yeah, these two have been sent out. To investigate this mysterious corpse, this corpse, its head's missing, hands are gone, mostly upper torso has just been eroded by Coriolis winds. I'm just, I'm amazed they even found a body, to be frank. Yeah, anything, yeah. Uh, I bet Sightail is too, uh, <laughs> if we're going to assume this is the same one from before. Um, Paul's medics and questers have been all over the scene. Their footprints everywhere. Which, again, I love that it's sort of like letting you know there was a lot of action happening here mm-hmm. prior to when we showed up. Like, sure, it's yeah. all over now. Everybody's gone. This was a busy place Everyone's for taking a pictures. There's red tape. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all, like, cordoned off. Uh, I don't know what, what you do. You probably have to put thumpers, like, really far out <laughs> on all corners so mm-hmm. no worm comes. Like, I, you got to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, and there's a mortuary attendant who's here. Uh, and he's just waiting for Leah to finish. Like, this is the last... This guy... He could have been done. Yeah. This is all going to wrap up. Go home. He's got to wait for the, what is Aaliyah's like uh, title? Like just Saint Aaliyah of the Knife? I mean, like, yeah. She's just head of the religious organization. Is here. Yeah, it's pretty like your much. pope is it's showing like, up. Yeah. 
Very strange. Uh, a low-flying courier had detected a faint water source where none should be. That's what brought everybody out here. Oh. That's kind of a cool inner workings of just like they have – that must mean all like spice. I assume it was spice that he was looking for. Probably, yeah. And they just have like a water sensor on there. Of, like I get, that is a good thing to have, right? Sure, yeah. Just like, oh, why is there water out here? And they checked it out and found the body. Like, oh, no. Hmm. And there was uh, something weird about this body, Mike. They found it was a Fremen who was addicted to Samuta and has been dead by a subtle Tlaxlu poison. So they had to have, like, done some sort of analytics on this body prior. Well. You don't just be, like, look at the body, like, man, I think that that body is addicted to Samuta. That one there. Yeah, I was like, oh, and it's so weird knowing that Frank doesn't have genetics to lean on. For how you're pulling this information out. Yeah. Like, what does he think we find? I don't know. Just like, yep. Um, bones are a different color from it? I don't know. Sappho seems, every other drug seems to dye you some color. and <laughs> Leave like a marking. <laughs> There's something internal that we figured out. But those two little bits are inclu- uh, included, and that definitely points all signs to Sidetail. I mean, from our perspective? Oh, yeah. yeah it's gotta be. It's gotta Which be. means that this is... Uh... Otham's daughter. daughter. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, wait a second here. So, yeah, he... Let me put on my thinking cap. Took, took her from the house. <laughs> yeah. Now and she, then we never heard from her again, and now she's dead but in we've the desert. But we've seen him multiple times, right? Yeah. Never, I think we've seen him twice, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, I know once with Edric, and maybe I'm like... Uh, no, maybe he's gone it was just, for a scene. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, just the was Edric dead. as the Hulk, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the Hulk. The Hulk. <laughs> but why did he just dump her body? Did he need her for something or is this like his well, plan where like oh we need like you people out here to like start putting together a red herring or something i don't know okay well there you go you know he needs her yeah it's a matter of like what did he need her for like, exactly was this the reason or is there something else but I, I like this is did he just want Aaliyah out of the building maybe and or maybe this is a chance to get her alone with hate and like really distract Ooh, her that way. Okay, I would. I love that. Let's let's stick on that. I just want to throw one. I had like this ringing in my head as I said that of like, what if it was him to get her out of the building? That fucks with Gaius Helen's plan. Oh, and because like, like they all have their own set. Yeah, like, their own it, it's hustles. Interesting, but I like this idea of like, no, he does. He's already told us he wants to push hate together with her. So like, yeah, maybe this is a good way to get that yeah. to happen. You know, Paul's not going to come out here. You've upped enough weird things with, like, the Samuta and the Poison. You know that's going to get Paul's attention. Sure, that, That's a good play. It would have only been better if he said something in the hulking form to push Paul. Sure. Like, kind of how uh, we know uh, Irulan did to him to get him to meet up with Right, Aaliyah. right, right. So they found the body. They decided to do some blood work for whatever reason, <laughs> even though it was just bones. But they No, found- no, there can't be any blood because they're not even... They said it's not worth... Um, taking it back to get the water out of it it's so desiccated it's desiccated desiccated means like dehydrated so then okay yeah but there's something interesting about this corpse as well what's that is that it's missing its head is that right yes it's head hands the hands i think are that so like the head since the upper torso is like coriolis wins like uh, it could go either way. It does seem like it was uh, intentionally removed, removed. Sure. But yeah, the hands. What did they need the hands for? That's why I'm thinking, like, it's not it's not just a red herring, maybe. Like, yeah. Like, it was trying to, like, trying to cover something up. I don't know. Wait, can face dancers uh, copy fingerprints? Um, hmm. 
Probably not. I can't imagine we no, we didn't go over a system that like would allow you right. to do that. So maybe he needs her prints for something. I don't know, like a palm lock or oh, something. You hold up. You know what I actually want to look into right now is oh? how long have we been using fingerprints? Oh, oh, I couldn't tell you. All right, I dip back a little bit. Plenty of time. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> Plenty of time <laughs> goes back to like eighteen ninety two. Yeah, no. Uh, well, that was like the first guy. Um, created the first method of recording the fingerprints of individuals on file uh so i'm like okay okay that's plenty of time to get to the 70s and sure, like yeah. we know we know how fingerprints work uh just an, an interesting every now and then you got to check uh, frank what did you know what was real in 1960 <laughs> or i guess now we're in like 69 at this point almost in the 70s mm-hmm. uh oh it's almost jfk time oh it's getting exciting which means nixon time <laughs> oh oh <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're post-JFK. It's almost Nixon time. That was it. Would have been 60 election that he uh, took over. So real Nixon time, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> real Nixon. Futurama Nixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely got that backwards. All right. Now, where do, uh, where do we want to jump in on this? So fingerprints, I think, are a pass. Okay. We don't know why those hands are missing. Is there anything else with the body that, like, really cued in for you? No, it said her head was missing, too. But also said her teeth were missing. Like, wouldn't the teeth naturally be missing if the head is missing? Or do you just assume people dump the teeth after you harvest someone's head? Yeah, yeah. Or I guess maybe it could be, without getting too gory of this, of like, is it just the distinction between like the bone and the rest of the head? Like, we can't tell who it is, but there's like a still skull there. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't don't know. This is going to be, I mean, it's it's a crime scene, Mike. Yeah. Something terrible will happen here. I uh, don't even know. I think we can just maybe they're just maybe that's the new checkbox in all murder investigations. Like after Yui, we always check teeth now. <laughs> Pull the teeth. Yep, Ooh, yep, yep, yep. Could have all been caps. So I, I'm not sure, but we definitely know the body was mutilated to some extent. Yeah. Like things were done to this to hide it, to cover it up, or to distract and to alert and draw away attention. Whichever could it be. Oh, now, Aaliyah, though, she's going to feel like you. She's like, I'm a little in over my head here. And then, like, elbows, like, hey, I get that pun. That was pretty funny, right? <laughs> uh, it's just, like, there's a lot here that she can't put all this together. And she realizes, like, on top of that, me being here is only going to add to the mysterious aura of right. this mystery. Sure. A very Paul feeling. Women are going to talk. Yeah, of, like, I can't help but mm-hmm. build this up. Um, she looks over to hate them, and that thought, Comes across her. Beware the guild bearing gifts. Ah. Well, why'd you bring them along then? <laughs> but I guess she does have to dig out his secrets, though. Mm-hmm. That's kind of her secondary objective during this mission. Ooh, the poison was called the throat of hell. Jesus. Yeah, very, very piter. Very piter. So much. Um, we also have the, we have thopters nearby, and they have one that's specifically a mortuary thopter. I didn't realize that was the type of thought there, but it totally makes sense. I bet it has, like, a death still in it. Oh. Because otherwise, like, they talked about doing it to this body. Sure, yeah. I bet it has a portable death still. And that that's what that is, like, kitted out for. Mm -hmm. It's such a gnarly... I hope it's, uh, like, all white. Maybe a little red cross on it. (laughs) Uh, Aaliyah comments that her still suit feels weird on her. So, uh, you know, most everybody in the palace never wears their still suits anymore. It seems like sure. most of the time when you're around the city, you don't. You don't uh, need to. Yep. It's waxing off. So it's interesting. She's going to make that comment 
just to let us know Fremen are alienated, you know, that culture is changing, that culture mm-hmm. is different. And already she is like kind of out of it, right? She's not a, a hardcore Fremen anymore. She wonders if uh, Hate This Gola here knows something important. Because uh, he's obviously looking at the same thing she's looking at. Like, is there something I'm missing that this is in Sunni philosopher is sure, catching? Yeah. And she looks up at him. And there's a lock of goat hair that it's exposed. You gotta go always yeah. include the goat, right? And she just wants to tug him, she just wants to touch him like <laughs> this this is a working attraction. She cannot fight it enough. Like I like that. And that's how we started off this chapter, right? Mm-hmm. That's a little subtle nod of like it gets very explicit towards the end of it. Uh and as though lured by this thought, his gleaming metal eyes turn towards her. Because yeah, you're probably staring at him. <laughs> like, oh, what is it? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the mortuary attendant, he seems pretty fine waiting. There's not enough water in the body to salvage. Like I said, sure. like, they've already given up on that. So he's just kind of kicking it. He probably gets paid hourly. Yeah. <laughs> and they also have this uh, emphasizing thing that they believe Aaliyah is working her magic here. Like just her oh, presence. Right. Yeah. And that's emphasizing in the Fremen are going to talk. They're yep. going to say they will always assume you're doing something amazing, even when you're just standing still, because these are their gods, essentially, the uh, pantheon that they worship. And no magic truth comes to Aaliyah, though. She is just angered at the attendant's obvious thoughts. Yeah. And it's that's that cynic in her. Well, then leave. <laughs> you can get out of here. If we're, I mean, I, I assume we're going to bury the body at the very least. That is part of the uh, the sure. ritual. After you like put them in the death still, you still bury them. Because mm-hmm. uh, they have to join with Shai Halud once more. Yeah. And Aliyah and Paul, though, they're never allowed to be just people. That's what she's pulling from this. Um, the Bene Gesserit did that to them. Jessica contributed and then my favorite line here, Paul perpetuated the difference. That's Ooh. really cool. Because that's like the opposite of what his intention was coming out of Dune. Mm-hmm. Or at least how he felt. He was very jaded to be put in that position. But it's like, what? What? you don't do anything about it. No. You just keep I mean, it going. you can't. You can in the same way, like, Leto couldn't go to Tupile? <laughs> you can. You really, really can. Uh, it, it's not going to be perfect on the other side. Like, yeah, it doesn't lead to utopia. Mm. It probably is worse for a little bit, but maybe in the long run it's better. Like, you got to get off the crutch and, like, start walking. Uh, like, I, I think he should. He should have, like, broken that godhead. You know, be damned whatever happens. Sure. Like, Things are going to happen. Good luck, Paul. Yeah. It would just be an alternate story. Mm -hmm. What can we say? And uh, now within this, while Leah's having these sort of like jaded thoughts to herself, the Reverend Mothers like pop up in her memory line, right? Uh, And they they stir restlessly and they provoke Adab flashes of thought, which is cool. So she's got the bootleg Adab as well. Uh, that likes whatever Paul was. No able one to pays pick up. for a dob anymore. No, we don't, we don't <laughs> but I love like I wish it named the uh, whatever Reverend Mother shows up because one of them that would be, like, be really cool. Yeah, it seems like it's one that's talking in this sure. moment of least of like peace, little one. You are what you are. There are compensations, <laughs> and it's like I I feel like hell yeah, there are. You have so many great powers. Sure, yeah. Aaliyah though is just like compensations. Just sneers at this kind of idea. Um, and we leave that kind of aside. Is there anything you, were you surprised at all of her having that kind of a moment? I mean, I, 
I didn't realize she was going to have, like, such a direct line. Like, I knew she was going to have memories, but the fact that they're, like, talking to her. Because, like, Jessica didn't didn't really use that power outside of um, when we did the Water Alive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she very she kept her own counsel going yeah, forward. Yeah, sure. And we knew they were in there. But, like, yeah, they, they can pop up individually, and you, you can identify them. Uh, I've told you many times, like... Paul and Cheney will show up in this form later on. Like both of them are in these memories for oh people. Oh my god! And it, it's really cool. And you can be like, oh yeah, that's Paul. Paul's voice. And like the voice comes and everything. Uh, so like this was some real Reverend Mother at some point. But sticking with our, our crime scene here, Aaliyah's going to ask, "Hey, what do you see with those metal eyes?" And he kind of outlines the basics of it. Like, look, we're never going to learn her identity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got that. Yep. They won't, but we know. Hanson had her gone. Uh, it's unlikely to have genetic record to match to, which I'm like, God, Frank, you don't talk about, you don't know what you're talking about. We most certainly would have genetic records to match to. It's Awesome's daughter. Like,. <laughs> He was like, you don't think Awesome be like, I haven't seen my kid for a while. <laughs> yeah. I think Awesome would say something at the very least. Little word. And he would blame Farouk. Yeah. Like, Farouk hasn't been around for a while either. Yeah, did Farouk's son? Yeah, I mean, he probably thinks they all ran off together. To probably. Back to uh, whatever that world that uh, Farouk wanted to go to that sure. he didn't want his son to leave. Maybe. Maybe. But at the very least, I think one of the first Vidaikin would have a DNA archive. <laughs> and since we know they would link up almost a perfect match. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could track it. Um, Aaliyah, though, she's about to ask about the poison, and Hayden is already like a step ahead of her, and he's like, yeah, it's common enough. Uh, we are not going to get anywhere trying to trace down where the Throat of Hell came you from. You can buy a Throat of Hell ingredients at your local gas station. Exactly, yeah. Uh, there are all kinds of sketchy places on Arrakis. Uh, interestingly though, Aaliyah touches on whether or not we'd be able to regrow the corpse, but it's too far gone for that. So that makes me think there, there is a solid window of time in order to preserve a body for, uh, Ashlot tanks. You you just need living cells. Yeah. Hmm. Anything. So like, I, well, not, not even. Oh, yeah, I guess. Because, like, from the dead body, yeah, your cells are still... That's they're, true. They're that's going. True. It takes a while for all that to break down and die. Like, you just you didn't need one. Hmm. Um, but what do you what do you think she would do with that reanimated corpse? What's the purpose of that? Tell me who killed you. <laughs> Not... It wouldn't have the memories. Oh, that's true. It's to see the face. Oh. That like, makes sense. Just how uh, sure. hate looks exactly like Duncan... We could just create, like, you sure. don't need the person, you don't educate them. We just need the form. To be like, oh, right. Awesome's daughter. Got it. All right. Put her back out there. I'm so sad that she didn't get a name. I, yeah, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> you should be used to this pain. I just at this don't point. want to keep referring to her as Awesome's daughter. <laughs> what do you give her a name, Mike? I don't know. Um, it's got to be space. Got to be space. Yeah. Can we call her Chiron? Chiron? Yeah. She's space Karen. Space, oh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't get it, but now it just makes sense. <laughs> I put a Y in there, yeah, Mike. Yeah, Karen. Karen, let's yeah. like it. Done. Boom. Got Karen. Because, I mean, I wanted someone I don't care about. <laughs> it's going to be a space Karen. Sure. She called the manager, and then it all went to hell from mm. there. Manager's just like, I'll, I'll see you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh my God, that's how she came, met um, Manager Seidel. Seidel, yeah. Yeah, come, to the, come right with me. <laughs> Love it. Um, but, I just, yeah, this idea of like, 
that Aaliyah would make that jump of like, yeah, we could regrow it just to figure out who it is. Um, but they also are like, if we could trust Talaxa to do that. Sure. Which, yeah, you're right. And since they were involved in this homicide, they would probably just regrow something else and give you that and be like, oh, yeah, doesn't, look um, at that. Uh, allegedly, in yeah. quotes. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to get sued by the Telexlu. Mm. They would never do that. Um, but then we're we're gonna leave it from here, right? Uh, mm. And then we kind of take up to the sky. Uh, we're gonna hop in the thopter and make our way back to the city, right? What Duncan does best. So if he's Duncan, not Duncan, excuse he's me. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. That's my job. Like, how dare I even put Duncan in my notes? Actually, it's I, written oh, so no. many times. No, in no, this I'm chapter. sorry. I did. I did type it right because uh, I said Aaliyah tells hate he flies like Duncan. It's totally different thing. But uh, yeah, these we always have this parallel between like this Duncan and hate. Like these Duncan memories keep coming up. And I think in this chapter, the meta of them gets even weirder than it was before, right? Sure. Like before it was just like little phrases and stuff like out, but like now he flies like him. That's a, that okay, muscle memory. Like I can make that leap maybe, like sure. nerve conditioning kind of stuff. But as this goes on, we'll get to the mystical aspect, right? When he goes How over the tomb. How many philosophers do you know that fly like a bat out of hell? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy man. I don't think there are many Zunsuni philosophers <laughs> that do anything cool, Mike. True. Uh, they have a conversation here, though, and it touches on many areas of, like, both, I think, Aaliyah and Hate's character development. We're going to be sure. rolling these balls along, but it is also kind of difficult to follow uh and maybe not the most fluid for us to talk about sure uh so i think at most points we're we're going to gloss over some of this stuff but mainly pull off like what this is uh why the character is choosing these words or the, what sure. this interplay does to them because that's the that's the meat of the whole chapter mm-hmm. there um but this is a quintessential frank chapter where people are just talking nothing is happening <laughs> we, we are literally just sitting in a cockpit for the rest of the chapter, sure. flying back to our uh, Arakeen. We're, we're developing. We're developing people. We, no, we are. We got, yeah. we got a little bit. Uh, now, Aaliyah tells him, like, look, she just wants to play ideas off him. She's using him as a sounding board. And do you think she's being honest there? Um, No. I think she's probing him. A little yeah. bit, uh, kind of like making the pretense or parlance to like yeah. bring up the following. Can I trust you? Because like what after after Paul's whole thing is like, oh, when pressing fails, you need uh, like sub, like subterfuge or you need like spies. Mm-hmm. I think this is Aaliyah going into spy mode, just sort of like poking him with a stick. They're like, what are you? Can I trust you? Yeah, she. I mean, she's very curious. Yeah, and yeah. I like it. Even gets the best of her later on. Uh, and we find out that hate is always curious about Duncan Idaho. Yeah. Always on his mind. And like, yeah, how can it not well, like, be? Where do these feelings come from? These sensations? Mm-hmm. Or just, just knowing you are someone else. Like it already takes away a little bit of your right personal identity. Sure. And, and anchors it to something. And I, he tells her like in men demo, my prime computation is that I am the clone, but something's different. Mm-hmm. And he like, does that? and like, yep, that's pretty much, we're all on the same page there. Yeah, everyone, Talaxlu <laughs> made sure everybody knows that. Uh, and then hate, he gets uh, flashes of imagery at times. What do you What do you think of there? That is weird because he's not supposed to have the memories. Not supposed to, but they are. They are there, maybe. Worst ones, maybe. I don't know. Could it be like a a chance? Maybe they worked in some prescience. 
That's very oh. similar to how Paul experienced things growing up, right? That'd be interesting, having no memory, but having a prescience to view those memories. Yeah. So it's like you have memory, but not Ooh, really. Would Duncan be in his, like, like the Reverend Mothers? Ooh, I don't think Is so. Is that how that would work? No, because it's not like it's not a biological thing with the DNA, like saying, um, like, oh, I'm here. Well, it, it is, though, in a way, because, like, if when the Reverend Mothers breed, like, that line is in you already before you're awakened. Oh, I don't know. Right? Like, I, I, it's definitely not the same exact thing right. as, like, DNA. No, I mean, but sure, however, sure, sure. however it got in your brain kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. It's written in there. Let's go on. We still have more sure, weird Duncan sure. shit to get to. So, like, I, we won't even... Let's yeah, not dwell yeah. too much on the imagery. Because yeah. uh, that was just to, to butter this up and make it easier <laughs> to go down. Now, uh, what does he say? He ends up talking about how curiosity urges him forward. Mm-hmm. But I move with, against a heavy reluctance. I think, what if I'm not the one they believe me to be? I don't like that thought. What if I'm not really Duncan? What if, like, they... What if I'm something else now? Yeah, oh, I mean, but like, yeah. Do you think it's like akin to how familiar he is with the Atreides, or if he thinks maybe I'm here to betray them? Maybe. I think I think that is one, at least one of his concerns because he knows he's been told just as much as everybody else. Sure. I know I'm here to destroy you, whatever that is. Well, like destroy. Mm-hmm. I'm the tool. I'm the one that's been put in this place to do it, and. He seems worried he might have like a monster within. Like there's something, an unknown, I guess. He's a bad he, boy. He's got a dark he, side. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I want to remove it. I want to step back. Not even monster. I think it's the Mentat looking at an unknown. Oh, fair. What, what could be more terrifying to a Mentat? From there, he, he even calls her Aaliyah, right? Directly. Oh, by name, yeah. Just being familiar. And it's something that uh, it angers Aaliyah, but it's soothed by the memory of the way he spoke. Mm-hmm. And that red flag for me is that how Duncan would speak to Jessica? That's what I was thinking. Uh, you know, this entire chapter, there, there are a I've couple. I've been wondering about this. So, yeah, we did a little pre-talking. This is the one that, to me, that is like this is a memory about him speaking. Duncan can't be hers; has to be Jessica's. It's the only other one. Sure, yeah. She doesn't have any male line memories, and it wasn't Jessica. It wasn't guys, Helen. Yeah. Might have been guys. <laughs> no. You know, if Duncan let her into the house on that first night, oh. hey, he he would also have to spy. He would ham it up. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Duncan's I... so good at monitoring the ladies. <laughs> so but... good at watching the ladies. <laughs> what were you about to say? I Yeah, I hadn't considered this one. I'm I don't know. I'm just wondering. Because he definitely seems to have some sort of attraction to Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. And she has the same. It, I I want to say there might have been something there in a previous life, or maybe at least the thoughts about it. Knowing that, oh. like, maybe just, like, the baseline, like, you know, you walk by someone, and you're like, oh, they're attractive. Mm. But you're in a relationship. It's not like you're going to act on anything. And do you think that's why that one night Duncan had to, like, follow her? It was so hard for him because it's, like, been the love of his life for so long. <laughs> but he kept, like, that's why he started drinking so much. Like, like Lancelot, he kept himself away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I, I like the Arturian uh, pull on that one. Yeah, like, yeah. To, very... get, to get back to, like, that was Lancelot's great flaw, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, alas. 
I don't think that's quite it. I think we do get to put a good distance between Duncan and Jessica. Okay. Jessica, she was entirely loyal. I don't want want to besmirch her good name. No, no, I'm not saying she wasn't at all. But Duncan was a dog. (laughs) (laughs) A goat, if you will. (laughs) If you will, yes. Uh, At this point, we're again, we're flying in the Thopter. We're going to be doing that for the whole chapter. And we're passing a place called El Kutz. And Hayden is very interested in this. Now... Aaliyah, I think, even tells him, like, go ahead, just circle it. And, like, we go circling around. The escort goes flying off in a straight line. <laughs> it's like, excuse me. We the have, holy place. We have comms. We could have told them we're banking, <laughs> but I just love it. And they go into a flurry, though, to collect back. Sure. Uh, and I just think it's very interesting. I'm like, we don't give a shit about these people. <laughs> just going. But they're obviously like, it's my job to stay yeah, with you. That, well, yeah, it's Paul's sister. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the one person that can kill you with a glance. Looking in that Nothing's rear view, thought the mirror, like, what the hell? <laughs> And uh, it's a rock pyramid containing the father's skull. Oh, so that's El Kuntz. Yeah, so this is that big bit. Um, we had the, uh, it's stylized for our cover of this this season for the artwork for the podcast has like a skull temple. And that's really what I wanted to be symbolic of El Kuntz, mm-hmm. to be like, that's where Leto's skull is. Uh, I like the, the pyramid aspect though. And then that, you know, Paul had to go and get that skull. Yeah. Which that, oh my God, that is awesome. Wow. Yeah. And then enshrine it in there and it becomes this whole monument. I love that uh, Ali is the one who makes the call, like, circle back, like, go there. Yeah. Because uh, Hate's just like, I'd, you know, I'd love to go see that at some point because he knows, like, that might evoke something in me that might have more clues to who I am because that's what he really wants. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even give it that much thought. She's like, that's, that's what he wants. That's what he wants to do it was like all right let's go do it well who are you thinking it's empathetic and like in a positive way um i'm thinking it's the spy i think you're right. like oh maybe this will pull something else out i call him a call him b because like part of it is she really wants to know like is this duncan yeah for sure like not a matter of like is it a clone of like is there he in there somewhere or is this just a talaxu trap a like a, a trojan horse if you will sure of forms uh, but yeah, I like, and we just go right back and he has a very mythical request that he visit or be near the remains. Like you said, to bring back the memories yeah. and we're not going to quite get that. I really, I would love to have have him walk in and go to the tomb, even have Paul by his father's tomb. Ooh. Any scene like that would have been really interesting, but we're not going to quite get that. And, uh, Aaliyah just wants to know if she and through her Paul can really trust hate. That's what she's going to be pushed for. And that's kind of why I think she gives him the, okay, like, let's swing back here. Let's put the pressure on. Turn turn up the heat a little bit, right? And hate is just captivated by that pyramid. He's staring down. He can't break away his eyes from his metal Mm -hmm. eyes. And he gives the old Caladan salute. Again, like the memory, like the other thing, this is a Duncan thing. How is he able to do this? Why does he do this? It right. seems just like was he taught that salute? Like what? Like why do you know that exactly? Oh, like did this relax, Luke? Yeah, is this all a ruse? Yeah. Um, he starts to cry from metal eyes. Which okay, <laughs> I guess your tear ducts are still in place. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and Aaliyah has to basically yell like Duncan to get him not to speak again. But and that's it, not his name. I, but that, that's going to be what brings him back, sure, though. Yeah. And I think that's key of, like, why that had to be the one. And, and then Hate sort of tells her, like, he felt a hand on his shoulder. 
This is that metaphysical moment that happens here. Not even uh, a hand and arm. Yeah, yeah. So I guess um, I was imagining kind of like, a, you know, you put your arm yeah, around somebody. So sure. like your hand is kind of up there. Yeah, yeah, whole arm swooping, like kind of uh, embraced in a way, like sure. a half hug. And that's even his mentat opinion that's saying that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is an analyzed, like very thoroughly uh, deduced kind of uh, piece of information. What do you what do you get out of that? I mean, I mean, that's why I wanted to walk away from the other ones. Like, we could talk about the imagery, but sure. really, all of it pales I mean, in like, comparison to this. Like, like, I think Duncan and Leto were friends. Definitely. Well, yeah. no, no, I, I don't. I'm not countering that. Definitely sure. were. But the the like metaphysical hand, like grabbing it. What do we make of that? Is that something that literally just happened, or is I it, don't think it's a literal thing. I think it is just sort of like a. Uh, uh, like a phantom uh, sensation, mm-hmm. just like that memory being so strong, yeah, that it makes them okay. I, I, know, I don't, I don't think the ghost of Leto is chilling there. I, I mean, okay, the Fremen do. I don't. You are free to make that assumption, <laughs> Mike. Oh, <laughs> uh, if the third book was a ghost book, <laughs> Frank goes really all about the alarm on the call, Mike. We're go- we're going there. Yeah, taps comes in and <laughs> starts scanning. Oh, that'd be so great. I, I, I like this. His memory becomes like real for him then is what you're seeing. Now, Aaliyah explains how she knows her father. And I, I've i obviously been versed in this a little bit. I think I kind of prepped for you for this and sometimes of talking about what Aaliyah's memories would be like for it. Sure, yeah. How'd you feel when she finally gave her the bare bones? Like, I know him as my mother knows him. It's like, just like ooh. flat out of like, I am my father's lover as well. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But like, yeah, that's just the it's, way like she was born. Yeah, it, it's always going to just be to like remind you to like, you need to. N- consider this character something outside of human in right. a lot of ways. Like, don't think of her as a little girl. She's not like some teeny bopper in love. Like this is a very weird ancient entity. Right, right, right. In With a human Generations body. and generations. I wonder how far back her memories do go as far as uh, time. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and basically, just, Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like literally you just can't understand sure. any of them. I mean, I guess she knows as much as the rest of the Benny Gesserit would, at least within the... The line that Jessica's from, like, guys, hell, I'm a high Yep. Uh, and then there's a matter of, like, I mean, you don't digest all that uh, instantly. Mm-hmm. It's always, like, if there's something you need to know, you, you kind of go to the peanut gallery and just, like, anyone here know how to fly a thopter? And, like, sure. a couple of river mothers raise their hand. And like, <laughs> Whoa. Yo, yo, come here. And then they'll come over to tell you. Like, that's sort of how you go through all that. Uh, and the big thing is, like, they're always told, like, don't lean on it too much. Like, you know, it's it's sort of like a, it's like reading Wikipedia. Sure, there's some gems in there. There's a lot of crap though. Yeah, like a yeah. lot of stuff is useless for what you're really sure, doing, and sure. it's not cross-referenced. So you got to be careful. People can lie, even in the memory form. Mm. Or it's, what if they were just stupid? Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> that'd be terrible. The dumb, dumb Benny Gesserit reading line. Hey, Irulan's in somebody's brain. Oh, oh no! I'll be back in her corner next chapter. I think <laughs> now. Let's continue on with uh, hate knows some of this uh, being like Aaliyah's how her memories are, how she knows her father, because he had asked Paul prior and he had asked for mental data reasons. Mm-hmm. This, that's what he's going to tell her. Do you think there was anything else in there? You just want, oh, uh, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in theory. We're in theory. It's tough, it's tough to call. Um, I think he's so straightforward, though. Part of me would be like, I don't think he's ever deceptive to either of them. No. Like, Paul and her specifically. He'll play the game with anybody else, but, like, every time he's been very it's, honest. It's very tricky, though, because, like, yes, he's going into meta mode. He wants more data, but he wants information that's going to be so, like, emotionally invocative in him, which is just going to screw up the mentat aspect of him. But, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could really suss that argument out the full sure. way. Of it. I feel like I kind of disagree, but I, I see sure. where you're I mean, coming from. Yeah, yeah, of like I'm just what thinking of Peter's bad policies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of like getting the yeah. bad data. Ooh. So we're uh, looking out here. We can see the shield wall. We're high up in the thopter, right? Sure, yeah. And we get a metaphor that is uh, a little ham-fisted, but whatever, we'll take it because there's a big opening in there. <laughs> and uh, Aaliyah looking at that is just like, it's, you could hide so much, even though you can see all of it, right? You could hide anywhere in that shield wall. Anything could be anywhere. Sure. Just like the mind. Oh. <gasps> That's where hate could die. She said, um, or rather hate cuts in, because he's going to be very dark. You'd like to know what my mind conceals. It was a statement, not a question. Mm-hmm. And then this gets the, they have a very back and forth the whole way through, right? Uh, and she's saying, like, I, I, how do you know I haven't exposed? Hmm? Maybe by my powers of prescience? And he's just like, have you? Go on. Tell me. <laughs> she's like, no, damn it. <laughs> and then he responds, and this one was key, of Sybils have limits. Ooh. And that's the second use of Sybil in the book. Do you remember the first use? I don't remember. Gaius Helen. The Sybil oh. was hoodwinked by the guild. That's right. That's going to be key. We're going to see it a few more times in the book, and they just want to hit it home. That is referring back to the like um, the oracles that would babble off their like uh, prophecies in sure. Greece. That was uh, the Sybil. Okay. okay. So that's going to be that's important. That, that's why these Bene Gesserit always take that kind of form here and why we use it in reference to prescience. Sure. Um, so Hayden is just sort of amused by this, and uh, I like that really soothes her anger a little bit like his honest reactions she appreciates the whole way through because mm. uh, that's all she's really trying to get it's yeah uh wait what do you mean just like um came without any sort of facade or mask she's mm-hmm. just trying to get to the point of like who is this man can we trust him? Okay. I took it as him softening her. Oh, okay. Like that affection is seeping in, like just water into sand. Sure. But they're, they're both playing an instrument. Like they're playing each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see any changes in hate by the end of the chapter? Mm. I mean, we've all, this is really only like the second time we've had any time with him. So No, but just like within this conversation. So like... When he's talking with Aaliyah, I feel like he's fairly consistent the whole way through where she is, like, melted by the end. Sure. And that's why I really get the sense of, like, he's the one affecting her more so than Chur trying to, like, get to the... Because she is, yeah, trying to suss out these secrets. I mean, he's just very matter-of-fact. He knows what he wants. He's just on it. He yeah. doesn't hide it, yeah. And he, like, doesn't, like, uh, go past this station when he feels he is. Yeah, he's a man to live by. Yeah, I think I'd, I. He's so in control. This chapter, it's kind of impressive <laughs> for a clone who doesn't really understand himself. Sure, he, he deals with Aaliyah very well. He's highly educated. Thank you. That okay, okay. Uh, now he tells her, "Look, he respects the omens and the portents, and maybe more than you even think." Ooh. It's like yes, go, go. Uh, Hate had watched Aaliyah's ceremony in the morning. 
him. He saw that sermon she gave earlier. Oh. He was out there in that crowd looking up. She's just like, what does that mean? <laughs> right? And uh, he said he notes that she works symbols well, not unlike a Bene Gesserit, but she's Ooh. careless with her powers like many witches are. Damn. Like, Ooh, and you used the witch word. Okay, okay. Uh, all this lines up with how cynical she was when, like, she came back inside that sure. day, too, right? Like, you could see how he discerned all of that. And she's a little pushback by that. That was a bold statement to make, right? Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. And she tells her, I dare much more than my makers anticipated. Because of that rare fact, I remain with your brother. Ooh. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, and again, like, how... He knows something's afoot, but I think he feels like, me. oh, you know what? Oh, Saito, you clever dog, though. Saito's going to leave you a way out. I was just going to say, like, he really feels like he has a way out of this, doesn't oh. he? That seems to be what <laughs> Duncan's telling me. And that is also like, mm, that's the off-ramp that will actually want you to take every time. Um, this next line, though, hilarious. Aaliyah studied the steel balls. Which were his eyes. Uh, the pause. <laughs> that was a very long pause. Was it? That was a, that was a casual pause. That is where my eyes stop every time I read it. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Because he makes a bold <laughs> statement. That's just a funny pun. Yeah. I don't know if it's intentional if it's or not. Enough, he's got balls of steel. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going. You have to if you're going to fly thopters like Duncan. Got to. Yeah. You're born with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. The cool bit about these eyes is they never display any emotion. So mm. that's also playing on like everything she's saying to him. It's one avenue that she can't read on his face. Right. To understand like how. No amount is. of like uh, Benny Gesserit perception. Yeah. Right. We're not trained for metal eyes. Good yeah. God. They only have like three forms that they go into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he what he has his still suit hood is still on, uh, so she can see his mouth. She get the rest of his face. He can get into it, and uh, I think what is the last thing that we get here? The that was the thing that real Duncan Idaho might have said. Oh, Again? yeah, because the real Duncan Idaho is pretty bold. Mm, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, entirely. The granted, the limited time we got to meet him, but each time he made an impression. That's very true. It blew up a house with like the equivalent of a new king, like sure. just drop down thopters, mm-hmm. rolling with Fremen, like, yeah. then fighting Sadogar to the death. That's a, Duncan, you're a busy boy in that book for those <laughs> three chapters we saw you. Uh, about the same amount of screen time as Piter. Yeah. But she has a very similar thought. I'm sorry, being Aaliyah has a very similar thought to what Duncan was just thinking. Rather, mm-hmm. like, oh, hate, oh, all over the place. Had the Talaxu fashioned their gola better than we knew? Or was this mere sham part of his conditioning? She still doesn't know. She's right, I, I, right I don't where know you either. are. I you, don't know either. <laughs> you're really in the same... I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's either like you go down this avenue of like, is he plotting his body? Or did the Talaxu just build this one Frank, in? Frank definitely does a good job of sort of putting you in her headspace for that. Or just like, I don't get it. For like, I'm present. trying. It's it's so evasive, and maybe you'll never get an answer. Maybe you will. Uh, it's clear that no one has talked to Aaliyah like this, mm-hmm. probably in her entire life. Sure. I mean, like, she's, like, the goddess. Exactly. The goddess, the reverend mother, this, like, uh, super form, you know, the preborn child, where no one can already understand you. Sure. She's got her own temple. 
Yeah, yeah. There's just so many moats around them. And the temple is just a matter of her station in life. But yeah, it's no, like, but like she didn't ask for it. it was no, just no, built she didn't. for her. But like I, I would just say like uh, kind of how Paul also never got to meet any kids. Like sure, that was built uh, baked into the cake just by being in a trades. It seems like being part of the nobility. It's kind of interesting because Aaliyah is like the uh, very much the culmination of like uh, Paul's experience. Oh, but you know what that. The temple thing carries over Paul's experience into her adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. But also mixed with, like, Lady Jessica, because, like, we we love Lady Jessica. Oh, yeah. But we would, I mean, we can't imagine her being placed in a situation like Paul has been. Because Paul's situation was very much unique and different from what Jessica went through in the desert. Mm -hmm. But Aaliyah is sort of like, what if uh, Jessica had gone through, like, the same Kwisatch Haderach, like, bullshittery. I mean, it might even be enough to say, like, if Jessica had stayed on, if she hadn't left, would she have been put in the station instead oh, of Aaliyah as, maybe. as the mother of the god? Maybe. Right? Dang. That's a whole other thing. We're like, we, you, a whole thing we don't address in this book is the abandonment aspect. We're like, where's your mom? Right, right, right. Well, I mean, like, we, we already know that, like, I th- think she uh, decided, like, I've done too much already. But... Not with Aaliyah, though. That's true. That shaped every decision Jessica made from the end of book one on. When did she leave? Like, I think the day like, after did... 13 days of negotiations, and I think we pieced out, right? No, it was more than 13 days. Was it was it, like oh, three years or something like that. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Three years. So Aaliyah would have at least been like five years old or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. It only gets sadder, Mike. Like, where are you going to stop? Your age group is between like three and 15. There's no good age to sure. leave. And, yeah. like, I mean, I guess she does know that, like, you're not a child, but you are a child. Just, I mean, just in body, I guess. Just a paradox of still, you're not, like, you're not yeah. getting to know each other. You're, you had that one thing where, like, she knows you, but you don't know Aaliyah. Right. Right. And, like, you could never really, truly know her either. Well, you can give it a shot. <laughs> give, give it a shot. Don't quit at five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in the towel at five. That's hilarious. that's a really good point that I hadn't considered. Just gone and not even addressed. And clearly no one wants to talk about it. Yeah. So I bet it's a scar. I think it's a very deep down scar here. Dang. Let's get back to Aaliyah and Hate though. Sure. And uh Aaliyah, she's asking Hate essentially an impossible question here, which mm-hmm. is like, tell me the secret plan that's hidden from you. <laughs> Like, just like I, I can't do that. It's a secret plan for me. And he's like, why does everyone keep asking me that? <laughs> I know there is a plan. You know as much as I know. Uh, so hate like he's not so much evading questions as he just is now going to be skipping over the ones that waste his goddamn time. Right. He, he like she'll ask him rhetorical ones. He's like, you don't even need that answer. It doesn't even bother. Just goes on to the next thing or pushes it back onto her. Like that's like, not important. Yeah, and I do appreciate. It would be kind of nice to talk to a mentat for that reason. I'm just like a no bullshit. Like yeah. it's hard for you to keep up, but oh my god, it's so so streamlined. Sure, sure. Get everything. Uh, and she tells him, "Explain yourself, Gola." And he goes, "Oh, know thyself, set thy commandment." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Duncan, <laughs> you swing big. <laughs> Don't bandy words with me. He's like, I'm not trying to. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're not making this easy for me. <laughs> and oh, uh, she like puts a hand on her Chris knife. She gets angry. Uh, puts the hand of the Chris knife around her neck. All right, she's got it sort of like on a sling or something. And in asking, uh, 
why hate was given to Paul, we get a very keen insight from Hate that Paul was already destroying himself just fine on his own. And Aaliyah notes the sincerity in his voice. Yeah. Which is like, oh, this is going to be a tough interview for you to really do. Because <laughs> he, he's not hiding anything from you. And she's like, it's true. She doesn't see the truth in it, though. Sure. She hears that he's telling the truth, but she hasn't accepted this as a fact mm. yet. This is really disconcerting uh, information for her. Now, as to why, hate can only guess it would amuse the Tilaxlu. Like, all right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, they're probably not wrong. What do you mean? I bet it is amusing to side tail. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's always, uh, I think that's the other thing that Tilaxlu always build into their plan of like, it's got to be fun. <laughs> for us, for yeah. us. Uh, Hate tells us, though, it's the truth that the guild requested him as a gift. And I think that's an interesting point, just to go back to, like, Edric's whole tale sure, of yeah. how this all came to be. Of, like, so the Talaxlu had this, but it was the guild who did want this to happen. Sure. So they they really got the ball rolling. And it mm-hmm. seems like maybe the Talaxlu set them up somehow. Uh, Aaliyah, though, she's going to turn this conversation to the comment on her being careless with her powers. And that really irked her a little bit. So <laughs> let's let's drop this bit about you knowing yourself, yada, yada. Sure, Let's sure. talk about me. And he just throws this back at her. And he's like, oh, how are you using your powers? And it's just like, shit. And it cuts. I love it. It says it cuts right to her own doubts. Mm. To me, that's like, I think there's an awareness there within her of just like, I am just, you know, uh, this is all fake. This is all yeah. show. That it's like, I what are you on. really doing here? What are you accomplishing? Mm-hmm. Or uh, this could be referring to a reaction of the tarot clouding her prescience. Oh, how are you using your powers? And it's like, I can't right now. I've been desperate. That's why she was out on the town. That's why she's so annoyed when she sees the tarot. Maybe it's a reflection of that in there. Uh, now, she takes her hand from the knife at this point. Okay, we're calming down. Temperatures are going down a little bit. We're lowering the boiling. Sure. Uh, and Aaliyah wants to know how Paul is destroying himself then. This is so true. And again, hate's not going to waste time on stupid questions. Sure. This time he's maybe a little too forward. He's like, oh, come now, child. Where are these vault, uh, vaunted powers? Have you no ability to reason? Oh, God. I love that. Just like, again, then hitting like, are you just so focused on prescience? You can't even use your own mind to like work this out. This is simple. This is arithmetic. Controlling her anger, she said, <laughs> reason for me, mentat. Ooh, put oh. him in the place. Get him. Get you know him. That reminds me of that reminds me of Grandpa. That's what Grandpa <laughs> would say. Dance, Piter, dance. Um, now this is our. We get to our third little section here. This one I labeled. Let's be real. Let's be uh, real. <laughs> now it's like, all right, you want to open this up? Hate's gonna tell you. He's like, let's look at the symptoms here. Paul keeps a panegyrist, and like, I love how Leah points it. He was a gift from the naives. That's Corba that we're talking about. Ooh, a gift. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And like, that is weird. I'm like, to me, that seems like the Fremen nerve. Like, is that like to spy on you or is that just to appease? Certainly Corba does, is like, a, he's an ass licker. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he has like a double motive for the naives, but it's interesting that that's how we got that position to be Paul's like basically a hype man. Sure. All he does is just talk about how great Paul is everywhere he goes. <laughs> oh, the Uma region this, that of that, the water of life. So boring. Um, and Aaliyah tells Hate, uh, if she repeated his words to the escort, he would be chopped to bird feed. I'm just like, if you just switch this radio on right now, you saying these words about Paul, about our emperor. Like, do it. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his response every time to her. I'm like, all right, just do it. Why do you say these things to me? Just do it. And if you're really going to, there's no use playing out these hypotheticals. And uh, I think it's that Aaliyah then has to tell him, like, Paul rules by divine right, by natural law. And then he. Again. Natural law of heaven. Yeah, uh, I was going to get to the expansion of that. I have a little thing for that. And uh, he's like, you don't believe that, so why say it? Now, with that, have you ever heard of, like, do you know, like, divine right, what that is? Um, I mean, I've heard it before. Just being like, you know, God chose me, so, like, I should, like, I'm entitled. Yeah, half of it. So it was like it was a justification by monarchs of like, no, 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 like I am king because God chose me to be king. Sure, that is why I'm so perfect in this place. Uh, I think um, what was it divine mandate? I remember like when I was learning uh, like Chinese history that comes up. Like that's how the emperors ruled. They ruled by divine mandate. Mm-hmm. And like uh, whenever they were, if they would get overthrown though, you just like, oh well, God changed the mandate, and like that's why <laughs> that's why he fell. Of like, so God is always in charge. So kings can't just fall. Nothing can just happen to a king. Sure. God has to decree it to happen. That's how these things get overturned, and that's why they get to lord over you so much. Uh, so I love it that Aaliyah brings that up of like saying divine right, natural law, right? Like Paul's space and he Paul being emperor is just like what the animal kingdom could a lion be subservient to a lamb sure no yeah, like no, he's I going to take his place now duncan coming back in i'm sorry hate coming back in is like you don't believe that why why even say it and i think this has me kind of reflect on irulan's quote from earlier in the book uh i have lies ready for him he may have true sense but some lies are easier to believe than the truth so do you think Aaliyah has blinded herself in any way to like oh. Paul's predicament and the like the state of the empire? Has she like drinking the Kool-Aid just by because like if you pretend to be something for so long, eventually you just become that thing. Exactly. What is the difference exactly? That's a good point. I like that. I could totally see that. Yeah. And I, I think it just it hits That's her. It's sort bit. of a wake up call from hate. Yeah, because hate's not going to mince words like like, the rest of Fremen are going to do. This is like holding you by the collar and just slapping you across the face multiple times. I'm like, wake up, wake up. (laughs) Yeah. And at this point, now Aaliyah is trembling. The Gola is having an effect on her. She accuses him of judging them, her and Paul. And again, hate's being like, I don't judge. And just like, yeah, that's very matter of fact. No, you don't. And then he details uh, that there's nothing natural about their rule. And this I love because he just goes and like, look, you are trained to govern, brought up by every means, you know, just filled with all this knowledge of how to use war and ritual. Natural law is a ghost that haunts human history. Ooh. 
That's so good. Now that is uh that's Frank commenting on like uh, a little satirical comment. Yeah, there, sure. Right. Like that's where na- that's how he feels about natural law. It's an excuse we make up. It's all an illusion, and it really is. Because honestly, we have most of natural stuff just ass backwards. We don't ask the right questions. We don't look at the right information on most things. Uh, so natural law aside, Aaliyah's just gonna be like Mentat Jabber. She <laughs> sneered. But you know, hate's gonna chime back. Of I'm a servant of the Atreides, and I speak with candor. Ooh. She's like, servants? We have no servants, only disciples. Mm. Well, that's the cynic. Sure, yeah. I think, again, like, that is just being, like, oh, panning them off. Like, sure, that sure. is a terrible thing to say. Like, no, they're all disciples. They worship us. Like, we don't even have anybody that can do, you know, be a servant anymore. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're just going to, everywhere we walk, that ground becomes holy ground. Sure, yeah. It's terrible. And hate will chime back. Uh, of like, oh, well, I'm a disciple of awareness. Understand that child and you, ooh. Uh, ooh. ooh. And, uh, One too many times. Yep, calling Ali a child is a uh, Surat too far. Uh, <laughs> Chris Knife comes half out, not fully out. She does have control. Uh, and I guess that means you don't have to bloody it. I was going to say, like... She does put it back later. So, yeah, I mean, it didn't come out. It just just showed itself. Uh, hate smiles at this, though, and I love it. Uh, he keeps his eye on pilot and the thopter. He doesn't even like, just, oh, that's cute. And just keep flying. Just do, do, do. And she's like, you know, pulling a Chris knife on this man. Uh, and then he also addresses Aaliyah's, I, what I would say her primary motivator, right? Because he calls her that she's ancient in the flesh, little more than a child disturbed by its womanhood. Oh. That I mean, undercuts everything. Yeah. I mean, that, that is Aaliyah's problem right now. That's what Stilgar noticed in the chamber. But sure. Stilgar knew her her whole life, though. He figured this out in a thopter ride. Sure, yeah. One flew over. Now, then Aaliyah is a bit of a bad Fremen here. because she, <laughs> she puts that knife away, and her palms are sweating like crazy. Uh, and she's got nervous palms, and she knows, like, oh, that's bad water discipline. Yeah. She just feels shame a little bit in it. Uh but now Aaliyah knows there's nothing clear or simple about hate. This is a complex machine. Yeah. And hate tells her that by mistake or intent, they gave me freedom to mold myself. Definitely by intent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And whether I, I think intent, but definitely not with a clear sense of where it's going to land. I kind of, I feel like this is almost a bit of a wild card. Well, I mean like, where he lands is not necessarily important to their plan. They just need him at this moment, at this oh, time. Well, no, what I mean when I say where he lands is like how the how the plot like folds unfolds. Right, right. Like right. to do the Talaxu task. Okay. Like what the from side tales kind of point of view. I think yeah. that to do his task, it's not necessary for him to be like totally uh indoctrinated. Like, sure, do whatever you want. And that's actually gonna make uh everyone's it's going to distract everyone even more trying it, to figure it like, you it like out. It drives them crazy. Yeah. It drives us crazy. Yeah, so, one, one side. knows what he's doing. Yeah, oh, I, I agree with that. I'm a big Psytale fan, too. <laughs> I can't wait for him to come back in. There's never enough Psytale. There really isn't. She accuses him of, like, retreating into Zensuni parables and just counters with one of her own. Just, <laughs> the wise man molds himself. The fool lives only to die. Her voice was heavy with mimicry. Damn. Yep. Uh, 
but I love that, hey, he's going to cut back. And his statements are so great every time. Men cannot separate means and enlightenment. Like, ooh, okay, yeah. You can't separate the knowledge from how you learned the knowledge. It's okay. going to be, in, that's what the means are. Sure, like sure, sure. how she gets about there. It's always very important. And I think, again, that's poking at that prescience. You're lean, that's what you're leaning on. How are mm-hmm. you going to learn anything that way? Uh, Aaliyah tells Hayley, like, she's, you know, she's almost fed up with this. I'm just like, I'm going to tell Paul everything. I'm going to tell like, I'm, you. I'm telling Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Little girl comes like, I'm going to tattle. And, again, he's like, sure, do it. But, like, I've already had this conversation. And this, overwhelmed with curiosity. She's like, you already had what did you how what? are you still alive well just like what did paul say what did you say like <laughs> yeah i wanted to be there i feel like this is a tonal shift for her where she's had the legs cut out from under her sure yeah i feel like this entire chapter she's just regressing more and more into like a child oh yeah let's say that uh, the the teenager sure yeah, yeah i think you gotta move her into like the swayed by this beautiful man right well, like more uh less than defined by her memories and like what the the keys rod has like dubbed her to be yeah and more into like just who she is as Aaliyah, like who this flesh is yeah who this yeah. flesh is the 15 year old girl and like yeah i wish we had like two names for her to separate like the Aaliyah, the Bene Gesserit, this like composing mm-hmm. and then the Aaliyah, like this real form that's well, we in do. front of me we have Aaliyah and we have saint Aaliyah. oh okay i like it i like it saint Aaliyah will be the the uh all together form then. sure sure what is it? Uh, oh, so she wants to know what they all said. And he's like, again, so straightforward. He'll tell her. And uh, he's like, Paul laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> laughed right in my face. And then Paul said, people don't want a bookkeeper for an emperor. They want a master, someone who will protect them from change. But he agreed that destruction of his empire arises from himself. She says, why would he say such things? Uh, and that to me, again, that's her, like, is she blind to the state of the Empire? Has she? I think she absolutely is. She hasn't seen this at all, right? This catches her off guard. And uh, Hate's like, look, I've been straight with Paul from the beginning. And, like, he just wants my help because he knows he can trust me. And I just want to help him because, like, that's what a Duncan does, essentially. <laughs> That's what a Duncan does. Duncan is his Duncan It really David. is almost like he doesn't have any other driving force beyond just like, a, hey, I guess this is just what I do. Of like, uh, I'm trusted a tradies retainer. Mm-hmm. And he, he wants to live up to it. Aaliyah starts to demand to know what he said to make Paul believe that, right? Like, how do, if he bought it, that, tell me, it? tell me now. I don't think you can take it. Oh, well, can't handle good. it. Can't at the moment, Mike, because he's like, you got to wait till I land. And just like, he's just silent while he lands the thopter. And it's like, Duncan Idaho could talk. But he didn't, Duncan doesn't land. He hops out of thopters. But he just makes her and just puts her in place. And again, that's something that never is done to Aaliyah. Needs to happen every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to imagine this conversation is happening as the thopter skids across the landing bay. And it's still moving. Just like, all right, now what? <laughs> now we can talk. It hands off the controls. <laughs> like going 30 miles an hour. <laughs> The escort thopter is so far behind. <laughs> um, she says, now, speak. And then we get his words. I told him that to endure oneself may be the hardest task in the universe. Ooh, that's really great. It's a classic of, like, uh, you know, the hardest thing in the world is just to love yourself, Mike. That's all yeah. you got to do. It makes everything a lot easier. Aaliyah, she shakes her head. That's, that's. 
again, she's completely undone by this. This moment especially, like, everything is uh, unraveling for her. She's no longer St. Aaliyah. She's just Aaliyah in that thopter. And that might be especially hard to hear for a person that has had to fight tooth and nail for her own identity since pre-birth. True. That to endure oneself might be the hardest task in the universe. Yeah, preaching to the choir. <laughs> Literally, a choir in her head. But she just calls it nonsense. I think she's just angry. Yeah, exactly. She's emotional, for sure. Like, uh, her initial thing is that she can't even speak. It doesn't even come back. And then mm. it's like, yeah, that's nonsense. It continues, though. You have to treat the wound yourself or bleed for all to see. I love that. Again, that's the, talking about where Paul is. And again, talking right to her. Of like, this isn't anything that uh, no one else can solve this problem for you. This is entirely personal internal. You have to manage it. And he can, all he can do is to tell you, like, you're bleeding right now. Mm-hmm. And just try to get you to see the wound. So Aaliyah is, again, deeply affected by hate. She has to turn away from him, right? She, like, whips away very quickly. Sure, yeah. None of her Bene Gesserit uh, training is in motion here. She's not in control. And she is whispering at this point. What did he tell to Paul? He just said it. <laughs> no, no. She asked how he um, got him to trust him. Okay. That was the line that got Paul to trust him. That you uh, to bear oneself is the hardest thing. But she's like, no, what did you tell him to do? Okay. Once gotcha. he accepted you, what did you tell him to do? And he says, to keep his friends and destroy his enemies. Oh, I guess I'm sorry. And to judge. Mm-hmm. She then says to judge unjustly then friends and enemies. You've already made a judgment call. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which Duncan classic. What is justice? Two forces collide. Each may have the right in his own sphere. And here where an emperor commands orderly solutions, the collisions he cannot prevent. He solves. How? In the simplest way. He decides. This is just how to be an emperor 101. Eh, sort of. I mean, this is sort of like what... Kind of feels that way. This is how George Bush would describe it. Like, <laughs> you gotta be a decider. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a little more nuance to it, I think, Mike. But I do love this idea that at least, um, as the mentat, he sees uh, that two people can see themselves as each just. Yeah. That justice is a transitive thing, or um, a transient thing. Like, it, it's not set in stone. It's not definite. It's very subjective. Uh, and we can paint any number of situations that can color it either way. But the emperor just gets to come in and make this judgment call. Keeping his friends, destroying his enemies. Hate tells Aaliyah that, like, look, this is people just want some kind of order. They don't really care what, right? They just mm-hmm. want something to point to. And was that a Paul or Sightail? Was it Sightail? I think when Sightail on the way out of the chamber with Edric, when he said people just want to be able to point to that star and be like, that's where the emperor is. Yeah. Like they just need something static that mm-hmm. they can look to. It doesn't really even matter if it's real or if it's part of their life. Uh, Ooh. what, what I'm just, inter- I'm just, I guess now I'm wondering like maybe, uh, maybe we're onto something where like maybe Sightail did put something into hate. Something he can play off of. Just like he knows that hate's going to have, like, come to this conclusion as a mentat. Or, like, talk to Paul about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And just sort of, like, really, like, drive it in. 
Every uh, small little conversations here and there. Something to mull over. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I don't know. Reminder. Uh, and that's all. I mean, I, I love how devious and subtle his plan, his whole plan, Sightail being, was just to get Paul to reflect on his empire. Yeah. He needs Duncan to be reminded of the past. And then the Zinsuni, like, cutting through with truth and just so honest where else can it lead you but back to this like cynical not cynical but like um almost mournful view of what you've done to be like oh i've gone so far from like where my path my path began right now alia is just like paul i'm going to tell paul to destroy you he's like cool i already did that me like i tried (laughs) same page like you want me to sign on to that one as well uh and she's like, you're dangerous because you've mastered your passions. And he's like, eh, not quite, Aaliyah. That, that's not why I'm dangerous. <laughs> and uh, Hate leans over there, grabs her by the chin, just pulls her in and kisses her. There are grins on the guards that are all... Because <laughs> <laughs> again, I guess that's the thing. We've landed on the rooftop. The escort has landed on the rooftop. They already got out. And they're sort of like a raid around. They are patiently waiting. It's like an all see him just stop sure. there. He just grabs her and kisses her. That's Saint Aaliyah to them. That's we, true. We know that's a little girl Aaliyah in the Thopter. But they all have grins on. She catches them. I'm like, oh, you guys, somebody's going to have a bad day when if she her temper flares. Yeah. Like, you guys are the ones who are going to take the brunt of this. I still like to imagine that Thopter hasn't stopped moving. It's still skidding against the runway there. Sparks flying everywhere. <laughs> Slow motion. We're getting dangerously close to the edge. Yeah. I mean, it's a giant building. Yeah, you can sure. skid. You probably got like two miles yeah, to skid on go. the roof, but. Um, Aaliyah, though, she puts a finger to her lips. There'd been such a sense of familiarity about that kiss. His lips had been flesh of a future she'd seen in some prescient byway. Breast heaving, she said, I should have you flayed. Yeah. This was the second memory bit. Uh, and you and I kind of touched on this again. We're entertaining this idea of like, what about Jessica and Duncan? <laughs> this one though, I think because she does say like some prescient byway, that's something in the future that has not yet occurred. Yeah. Or at least one or of those could have occurred. many visions sure. kind of thing that Paul described to us so many times. Like I'm going to throw it in there. But what was that weird thing that we had happen to Aaliyah in her chapter with the uh, sword fighting dummy? Oh, I can't remember. Her version of terrible purpose is a, a man that she can't see the form of that is like lust incarnate. Oh, but she's telling us here, or I guess she actually, I'm sorry. It's a sense of familiarity about the lips. So she, no, she hadn't seen Duncan. So again, Duncan could totally be the, uh, embodiment, uh, our terrible lust, if you will. Enter the terrible lust. <laughs> That's what I want to call him. Uh, I like it though. I like it. So it's always, it's on there. Now we get to why he's really dangerous. Sure. Why is he dangerous? Because he presumes too much. <laughs> I presume nothing. I take nothing which was not first offered to me. What he says there. He's like, there must have been some clear signals on this doctor <laughs> ride out here. Or maybe while we were looking at that dead body so romantically. But he, he felt like he had an open invitation there. And there's no objection there from her part. It's very much yeah, like but- she's a little flat-footed to it, but... Is, oh my god that might have been her first kiss too oh it probably was probably was uh now he gets out uh i love this so he kisses her says uh, i presume nothing boom opens the door i've been here too long <laughs> he, he's ready to get out gotta yeah. go back to work we're here 
Uh, he's a businessman. Aaliyah jumps out and she has to run. So he's striding. He's a bit taller than her. She's doing like two faces or two uh, paces to every one of his. Sure. She's got a little scamper to him. There is no Benny Jesuit discipline on display right now. Because mm-hmm. again, she's running after him. That's not how you roll. You can tell him to stop. You, you need to take control of yourself. Uh, but she's going on about how uh, she'll tell Paul, he'll destroy hate, et cetera, et cetera. So then hate informs her, like, look, ultimately, this was the kiss you wanted. And the truth of that statement, much like the truth that she had before, mm-hmm. hits her. And it's just like, ah, oh, shit. And, like, she got nothing to say back to mm-hmm. that, does she? A little silence on her part. Uh, but hate's going to bring us all the way back to the work that started this chapter. The whole point of us going out to the desert. Mm-hmm. What did you see in the desert? Yeah. She's like, oh, my Lord. I forgot about the dead body by the time we landed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A lot happened. A lot happened. And we get to the end of our chapter here. She says, I can't explain it, she said. But I keep thinking of face dancers. Why is that? That is why your brother sent you to the desert, he said, nodding. Tell him of this persistent thought. But why? She shook her head. Why face dancers? There's a young woman dead out there, he said. Perhaps no young woman is reported missing among the Fremen. Dun, dun. <laughs> is that the law and order sound? Oh, yeah, because now you know we're <laughs> going. We're, we, you would cut scene. You would go to, like, the Fremen meeting, right? Yeah. I mean, like, who's missing her daughter? <laughs> but I like that. The face dancers. Finally throwing that in there. Yeah. Very key. And she can't put a finger on why she thinks face dancer. I like it. I mean, there's no yeah. evidence of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of Ben H. Laxu poison. And we know that Sightail's probably got most of his bases covered with uh, Edric sort of shielding him and him just assuming different Yep, he's different definitely... Roles. I, I think we've accepted that the uh, invisible prescience is holding. Paul seems completely aloof to things, and Aaliyah wasn't any more cued into hate than he was. I'm really curious. Like, why does she think that? That is kind of a good question. Yeah, I, I think it's just like that, that prescience, yeah, kicking in of just like, hey, Ding-ding. putting you on the right track. I can't sure. tell you why, but yeah, this is. And like you and I both know, like, yeah, this is the avenue. Sure. But it's like that information also doesn't help you in this instance, right? No, it doesn't like, really. throwing face dancer is just going to muddy it even more because you don't have anything to grab onto. So weird. Good chapter, though. I enjoyed it. Quite the little um, journey. Yeah, it was it was different from some of the other ones we've had, I think. Yeah, I mean, two very new characters in a way. That's probably what it is. Could be the biggest thing, yeah. That's we probably have, what it is. We haven't had anything like that. Farouk at least had the, he was present in the previous book, so him and Sightail uh, interacting wasn't so strange. Uh, Sightail is so Reverend Mother-like. And so Piter-like. So, yeah, 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 very, yeah, combining those two. And then like, this is just like a reduction of Aaliyah. Uh, we don't normally see that, though. I guess that is what we should get used to is sort of like we're reducing Paul as much as we can as well mm-hmm. on every level. Ah, but Mike, that's the end of our chapter. I think, uh, do you have anything else you want to pull from there? Um, do you want to hop on a highlighter and pay some bills? Oh, I don't want to, but I guess we got it. Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Nobody wants to pay chum tax. Let's go. All right, Derek. Got hate. 
got Aaliyah, crime partners. We're going to solve the case. Okay. I Wait. would call them. I don't think we call cops crime partners. I think they're crime partners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now what do you call them? I love that for like a detective. What are you guys, crime partners or something? <laughs> Go yeah. solve a crime. Yeah. Crime partners on the scene. <laughs> crime partners on the scene. We know who our crime partner is, Derek. Who's our crime partner? It's Audible. <laughs> and right now, they're offering our listeners a free 30-day trial when they visit audibletrial.com slash SpiceWorldPod. Oh, that's fantastic. It's fantastic. Solving crimes one at a time. When you sign up, you With get, a friend. <laughs> with a friend. When you sign up, you get one credit you can use to pick from one of thousands of titles, like Dune. My first audiobook. As I've heard. If you sign up with your Amazon Prime account, you get two credits instead. So you're ready for Doom Messiah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, one book for each of the crime partners. <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> High five. From then on, you receive an additional credit each month to help you build an amazing audiobook library. Derek, what are you listening to right now? Well, now I wish I was listening to a true crime. I could have really like, gotten a theme going for all this, Mike. But no, I wasn't. I uh, started, this was uh, another one of those Audible originals. It's more like an audio drama. I don't know if they're actually, it's like a book form of it, but they did such a great job. Mm. It's called Tribulation. Tribulation is really cool. It's by Adam Janke. And it is this awesome well, it grew into something way more than I expected. Like, I didn't know anything going in. And sure. it just said, like, this uh, people are driving through on this road trip cross-country, and there's no radio signals, right? So you go to AM, they switch it over, and they get to this weird channel, like this religiously kind of, like, uh, sermons going on. But they start, like, beating somebody into it. And they're just like, what? What is this? And then the, the couple is just like, well, I mean, it's AM. It's got to be nearby. Like, we, we should... And then they, they see, like, the radio tower up. Sure. Like, it's, like, it's got to be that. Like, we should call the police. The girl doesn't want to stop. The boyfriend's like, come on, come on. We got we got to do something. We can't just go by this. Ultimately, they pull by this little thing. The boyfriend gets out. He goes inside of there. She stays in the car. She's like, I want nothing to do with this. She hears her boyfriend on the radio kind of deal. Like, hey, what's, what is all this? What's going on here? And they go, oh, you're welcome, brother. And they take him right on in. Ultimately, things go down. Girl gets so... Uh, crazed and just like whoa what's happening she gets out of the car runs in bursts through the gate opens the door nothing is inside of this radio studio oh that her boyfriend entered that she had been listening to happen she goes back to the car she can still hear her boyfriend talking to the people the hell so cool mike and it just goes goes ape shit uh you gotta it definitely gets like people get superpowers like it was so fun uh, i loved it. it was such a wild ride Called Tribulation by Adam Janke. That sounds incredible, actually. You should really check, check it out. That. It yeah, was I can't really compelling. I, I, it was like a gem that I just stumbled upon, and huh. like I had such a great night listening to the whole thing, just binging it. Yeah, I, I'll check that out then. But it, Derek, yeah, thirty days are up. What if you don't like Audible? Oh, Mike, look, I was enjoying my Audible as as one does uh, when a thopter touched down right outside my house, right, and like. I, they told me to get in. Who am I to say no to a free Thopter ride? That's just fucking rad. <laughs> so I got in. They flew me out. And Mike, it must have been fucking hours we were going. But we landed in the desert of Maine. You know that little uh, right outside of Freeport? <laughs> yeah, right in Freeport. They lead me over the one dune, because admittedly it's a small desert. <laughs> and you won't believe what I saw. A desiccated corpse. Oh, was buried. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. I'm not going to go into the gory details. This is a family show after all. But I'm like, what is going on here? And the mortuary attendant, he just points and, like, there's some spice paper sticking out of a pocket in the tattered robe. I'm like, okay, I get it, I get it. I go up, I unfurl that paper, Mike. You know what it says? 
It's, it's a heads up. You got 30 days to cancel your <laughs> before you get charged. Wow. Like, Whoa. It's very elaborate. Very roundabout. Makes me wonder, did they? <laughs> did they do it? Did they? They didn't answer my questions, though. We flew back, and like, I, I mean, I canceled it. There, there, there. I'm <laughs> going to be honest with you, Mike. I was a little freaked out. <laughs> Uh, some people will instead get a courtesy email if they don't want to continue. Oh, man, that would be a lot less trying. Yeah. This was, it was stressful. <laughs> less emotional. But, hey, I mean, if you do, you still get to keep your entire audiobook library. Every single thing, even the originals you've added in. It's yours for life. And, hey, guys, we know you understand the value of a good book. You read Dune. We're going to help you get a free audiobook when you visit audibletrial.com slash spiceworldpod. So guys, get out there. You might even get a free Thopter ride if you do. <laughs> and you head over to audibletrial.com slash SpiceWorldPod. New crime partner, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's get back into it. Yeah. All right, Mike, we got we to gotta go to a deep dive into a death still. Okay. Ooh. 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 Yeah, you don't know about these, do you? No, well, I, I asked about them, and you're just like, there's nothing in it. Nothing in it. To be fair, there is no Death Steel article anywhere in there. Okay. There is a Juan Wee article. Juan Wee meaning Death, Death Steel? Steel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet that must have been frustrating when you came across that. Uh, frustrating, infuriating. Uh, <laughs> did I throw the book? No. Did I want to? Yes. Is it because the book would be so expensive to replace at this point? Yeah. God, I was fucking rip shit, Mike. This is so angry. We would have done this ages ago. I know, the first book. It's so short. But I was like, this does fit. Like we brought because sure. the mercury attendant, the dead body. Like, all right, fuck it. We're gonna do Juan Wee Death Still now. I also had to figure out, like, where does this word come from? Oh, yeah. H-U-A-N-U-I. Any, take a wild H- shot on language. U-A-N. What's the last part? U-I. Huan Wei. Huan Wei? Or, like, Huan Nui. It, I mean, it sounds like it should be, like, Chinese, the way you're pronouncing it, but the way it's spelled, I think it's different. All right, well, I ended up going to uh, Maori, and that's a Polynesian language. Okay. So thinking, like, uh, it's, like, in Hawaii... There sure. is a, if you separate that to Hua Nui, that's a place in Hawaii and like a college. Oh, no shit. Yeah. But it's also like, uh, there can be one word. So obviously they would use Hawaiian, which is also, I think a like sub language Polynesian, which is what Maori is as well. And it may be a little vague there. They are connected by Polynesian culture at the very sure. least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so this one, the definition I got for it was great results. Great results. Which is sort of like, <laughs> that is fitting for what they're looking for. Yeah. The Fremen. Well, you get, don't want bad results. Well, you want all that water, yeah, right? Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's like a, a, a symbol there, like a metaphor kind oh, of deal. it's a little weird. It's a stretch. Let's go on to the device, though. Sure. You know a death still, and that's what we're talking about. A device to distill the water from a corpse. It was developed and used, as far as we know, only by the Fremen of Arrakis. The Dune Planet. Ooh. And that one makes me think of like, I don't know how much this author read Dune. <laughs> that one felt very weird. I'm like, I don't think we call it the Dune Planet. I think you could say, comma, Dune, but like the Dune yep. Planet. Nowhere else have people tried to survive in such an arid climate, and their strange death ritual underlines the importance of water conservation in their society. All things we're pretty well aware of. Sure. The Death Still's major components were two plasteel vats, one within the other, plus a heating device and a condensing system. Okay. All right. 
Sure. Pretty straightforward so far. Two vats, one within each other. Heating device, obviously, to get the water I mean, out. Just, uh, Condensing yeah. device, turn it back into water. I'm just thinking of like a double boiler here. Yeah, it re- yeah. yeah, that's all Melted it is. chocolate. So, yep. Uh, but you got to get it just right, Mike. You got to temper that chocolate. <laughs> sure, sure. You don't want to just boil it. Uh, it was Its use was very simple. The body was placed in the inside vat. Oh. The space between the walls of the two vats was filled with maker oil. Maker oil? Maker oil, yeah. That's so much cooler than anything I could have thought of. Now, the lid containing a pressure valve and vapor tube was clamped on. So it's a pressure cooker, Mike. Oh, my God. You could make an Irish dinner in this. (laughs) It would be very dry. Uh... Oh, uh, what do I have here? So then the lid containing the pressure valve and vapor tube was clamped on. Heat from an external source was transferred by the oil from the outer to the inner vat. Because, again, we remember we filled that gap in with the maker oil. So sure, it yeah. says we're heating up. That's what's going to transfer all this energy in. Uh, inner vat temperatures reached over 200 degrees Celsius in prolonged use. The liquid in the body begins to boil. The pressure built. Uh, the pressure buildup accelerated this process again. That's why we're making a pressure cooker. Sure, we're time people. Like we got to get moving. We got to get to Seattle as soon sure, as we sure, can. Sure, sure, sure. Vapor escaped through the valve and was channeled through a coiled condenser tube. Condensate was collected and measured. Oh, all the, all the water coming out. So we're just collecting the the steam from the body. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, okay. I think it's. I mean, we, I mean, the, I mean, yeah. You can do press. Uh, <laughs> this seems to be the best. Form. I mean, it's a still, so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, now there were two distinct types of Hanwei. The more prominent was built on stone footings within all sieches and many of the large stopovers. So that's going to be when we took a Jameis at sure. the Cave of Birds or Brids or Birds, whatever the <laughs> fuck it was. Or no, that was Cave of Riches. It was Cave of Riches. That's <laughs> even a different cave. I'm just still jaded by that <laughs> other one. Uh, that is where I told you, like, I didn't know how they would have gone about it. Boom. We have them at any stopover point. This is a permanent installation here. So this isn't even one of the temporary ones. Sure. This is your full-size one. Uh, it's interior vat was usually about two and a half meters long and one meter in diameter. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it's a coffin. Yeah, uh, even a good size. Yeah. Uh, an ultra-high-frequency wave generator produced a 2,450 uh, 2, megahertz signal to heat the maker oil. Okay, there's a scientist coming out. Yeah, we got it. Uh, and that maker oil appears to have a very high boiling point to it. So it's con- it's conductively boiling the oil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that? Yeah, that would be conduction. Using Wouldn't sound it? wave. Oh. Uh, Isn't there like conduction convention and radiation? I mean, Hertz can also be in electricity. No, no, for how you transfer heat. Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah. No, the electricity am... part doesn't matter, but sure. like, yeah, the transfer. But I love it. So, yeah, that frequency though is like, would that, it can res, yeah, resonance would make something heat up, wouldn't it? I mean, over time, yeah. You're moving you, it. You're if vibrating. You cook it. it. If you can like cook a chicken by slapping it, then yeah. I'm so, oh. Can you? <laughs> You've never seen that? Let me go to my followers. <laughs> can you cook a chicken by slapping it? That is not a phrase. <laughs> like my grandma always said. <laughs> No, because like whenever there's a 
uh, some sort of like kinetic transfer. There is a transfer of heat as well. Yeah. As minute as it is. Okay. So someone like postulated like, oh, I bet you could cook a chicken if you just laugh it enough. And so it's like, I mean, yeah, I guess theoretically you could. And then someone fucking did it in this last year because everyone was bored out of their skull. And someone actually cooked the chicken by putting it into a slapper that just went on tirelessly. Oh. Yeah, cool, cool. There's always this thing, um, you ever heard of like a, if Superman ever were to punch somebody, that breakdown of like what would happen is like the, oh, yeah. the moment he like even actually, the muscles start to go, it just creates like this seismic like, event yeah, in front yeah. of you. Like it's, <laughs> there's so much energy transferred sure, like yeah. that. Yeah, and then something's happening here. Now, Mike, you're going to love this next part. You know, all this is written from the perspective of the Rackus Horde, right? So far down the line. Yeah. Test of the trace compound uh, disclosed a match between the oil and tissue samples from fossilized Shia Hulud. First of all, I hadn't even considered the idea of fossilized worms. It's out there. Oh! Yeah, and then that we used that for some reason to co- cor- corroborate this data and be like, oh, no, these were definitely destils, and that was maker oil in there. Yeah, we think we know how they work. Wow. How? Wait a second. What? So they're... Oh, this is from the Rackus Horde and the, going back. Okay, I was going to say, you, like, how long have the Fremen been there? Because I don't think it was that long oh yeah, yeah. rack is they but, have been and yeah, yeah yeah sure now it makes sense it makes sense yeah now the space between the two vats is about uh five centimeters the locking lid covers both vats and it's a uh, tab locked to the inside one and then clamped with like a snap ring on the outside my god super detailed yeah i mean I'm kind of oh impressed. yeah this, again i'm like all they're describing is a pressure cooker yeah of, like <laughs> this is just someone <laughs> making dinner pressure. and it's just like I think I know how it still works. <laughs> would you <laughs> Would you ever put multiple people into the same still? No, um no, like I mean like funeral I, wise, it's like it's not very respectful. Oh shit. No, but, but like we pragmatically do, wise. But we've done that too. Like the people there's uh there was a whole like huge um uh controversy where this I think it was a Georgian crematorium was just giving out fake ashes. Because oh. they were just putting like uh, I, what do I want to say? Industrializing this, multiple people in, just burn the whole thing down, put it all out. They just need some ash in a cup. Doesn't fucking matter. And nobody Jesus. got like their relatives' ashes and stuff. And it was just a shit show. So yeah, I can see if we've cut some corners in a tight situation, Mike. Maybe you put two people in. It might be one of those things where but, like Fremen go in individually, but like Harkonnens they go in in like three, four, five. Ooh, that's a great distinction. They definitely wouldn't do it to their own. But yeah, I guess you wouldn't give a shit. You just need the water. Yeah. Sure. However many you can fit. <laughs> Squish that pot lid in. <laughs> you can lock it in. Farouk, get on there. <laughs> now, this is what's going to help out with that problem, Mike. The domed center of the lid. <laughs> there we go. More, more, go. more space in there. Uh, this contains a spring and ball pressure valve opening to a high temp- temperature vapor tube. Yeah. Again, pressure cooker. Yeah. Uh, up to 10 meter of tube was coiled to con- uh, in concentric spirals above the lid. And this tube uh, led to the f- waiting basin of a flow meter. So again, just oh, can give that yeah. it need that steamed as much time to condense down. The room sure. temperature is having that effect on it, and it goes to a basin over a flow meter. And we've already gone over this with the flow meter, you know, entirely friction free, right? Not a drop remains sure. on it. Everything flows through. 
Some sophisticated details of the device uh, include encased cooling tubes and a drain tube at the bottom of the inside vat. These helped cool the inside and condense trace vapor, which was then collected in the waiting basin. Waste nothing. Nothing. Now, spice paper filters in the drain tube kept foreign matter from clogging the system. Foreign matter being that, you know, that body that we put in there? <laughs> the rest of the body. <laughs> the, now, the portable Huanwi were much smaller, measuring only uh, about one and a half meters long as opposed to two and 0.75 meters as opposed to one in diameter. I'm just thinking of like a coffee maker. <laughs> For what? the uh, <laughs> It's like, oh, you got the human ring grounds on top, but we're just going to get every little bit of like <laughs> little, coffee afterwards. A little Fremen French press? Yeah. Now, uh, so this portable one also, so that five centimeter gap is now a two centimeter gap. And I don't know why he was so specific about all his measurements, but he okay. was very proud of them. Sure. He's like, this works. This works. <laughs> uh, the heating unit was a parabolic solar collector. 50 centimeters across at maximum. Oh, perfect. Harness That's a good the natural one. element. Yeah. And I could see, so like I that mortuary attendant probably had to pull it out, set the whole thing up, and then was like, oh, we're not doing this. Ah, oh, shit. Put it all back. Oh. But, but I brought it. Uh, the energy generated was transferred to resistor coils uh, of the exterior surface. It had only a large capacity catch pocket without flow meter instead of a waiting basin. So that means uh, you would, like, you would probably need a... It's just like a little reservoir. Well, oh, I'm just saying, since there's no flow meter, the important thing about the death is the collection of how much water, because it's your water. You get water rings for that, like how Paul did for Jameis. So I bet you need to have a Shadout be there when you show up with this. Like, this this is rendered from a dead, but I haven't counted it yet, right? Like, we need to figure this all out. (gasps) Oh, do you think someone's sneaky friend might, might take a sip? Shave it a little off the top. There's a little light on that. I don't think so. I don't think so. It'd be it'd definitely be uh, blasphemy. Yeah. Um, now the Kitab Alabar. Do you remember that book? Ooh, I don't. We can't even think of where we got one. Paul got one. What was it called? That's when you. Uh, it's in your frem kit. Oh, that's that book that tells you everything the survival you need to know. Kit. Yeah. Tab Alibar. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I think it was the thing that described a lot to us. Like, that was a, what Paul mainly learned from the front right, kid of right, it. Right, right, And telling you how to survive in the desert. And it says that a man's flesh is his own, but his water belongs to the tribe. That's right. Hell yeah. Man, we keep saying, like, uh, flesh is your own and stuff. Um, I Like, it's so relevant to what we're currently seeing with Aaliyah and... And Duncan, uh, how yeah. neither of their flesh is their own? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just so cool. That's cool. That's a great oh, What would twist. you do with uh, the water of Agola? Oh, no, you wouldn't. You would not. Take, I, that's I, a big no-no. I can't say for sure. I'm thinking like Abomination. I think you don't touch that one. Right. I think it's so taboo. Sure. That you you le- you leave that in the desert. Mm-hmm. Like, that shouldn't have existed. Uh, where, like, if there is an abomination, that person can't exist either. You throw right. them out. Like, just dump that. W- no, you don't even dump it in the sand. You put that on a rock, and you let a lot evaporate it. Oh. So that it doesn't mix with water on the planet. Oh. That was what you had to do with abomination, yeah. at least. So I don't know where we go for Gola. Uh, but we're, we're oh, we didn't even drink the Harkonnens. I'm sorry. Remember, even then, their, their water is not worth oh, taking. Oh, God, that's right. Oh, man, we got so many rules for this. Some little, little flashbacks here. I like it. Now, Mike, after the distilling process, 
water measurement and the mingling with the tribe's water hoard, what little residue remained was treated with the utmost care and buried in the earth to share with Shai Halud. The one bit I cued in on here for this author, whoever wrote this article, is like buried in the earth to share with Shai Halud. Oh, interesting. We would never say earth. Yeah, that's the bad word. That's not part of our like uh, lexicon. Like we would always say just the sand, the dune. The erg, the, yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Something way more natural. It just looked like he, he just fell back on the me. funeral planes. Yeah. I mean, <gasps> that, that makes so much sense now. Oh, you got to bury that. You, yeah. Yeah. That's why they're called the funeral planes. Hell yeah. Oh, well, it was hard to figure out what we did before. Like we kept oh. the water. So what the hell did we do on the funeral? I, th- I think we, I think we even postulated that like you would bury, you the, bury the, the, yeah. the rest of, uh, cause that's where the dirge for Jameis was. No, it was on the. It was in Cave of. Uh, oh, I want to say no, no, no. Yeah, the no, dirge itself was at the funeral planes. Oh, did it? Oh, okay, yeah, got that you. was in the epigraph. Not cool. I trust you on those for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Ooh, we had a little. Oh, so we had. There would have been an event where we took that shit from that cave after the dehydration. Oh yeah, they all went out together and did that then. I wonder if Paul During was, that two year yeah, yeah. time or, frame, yeah. And, yeah, anytime. I wonder if Paul was there is my only thing. Uh I want to say definitely. I hope so. That's really cool. I wonder if like do you stock up all like you know, there are a lot of Fremen that die. Mm-hmm. Do we just like go to the Fremen do we only go to the funeral pains like once a month and we just bring everybody? And it's like a you know, a tribal thing. Maybe that would probably make the most sense. It'd be efficient. Yeah. yeah that's they definitely consider sure. efficiency. That's the Hook goal. up a trailer to a, a maker, head out that direction. Paliquin, my man. <laughs> Paliquin, yeah. Uh, would a trailer be a smaller worm? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> worm partners. <laughs> <laughs> but that is all I got for a little deep dive today, Mike. I, I like it short it. and sweet, but I'm so glad we finally got to do it. I'm super happy. About that was really good. That's yeah, a question no, I've think, just always had. And we, I think we fleshed out a few things that even I wasn't sure of. All right. I like. I just wish they had labeled it death stills for our sake. <sighs> Honestly. it's Mike, it's in parentheses. It's so infuriating. <laughs> One week, parentheses, or death still. No, <laughs> other way around. <laughs> You should explain to me why it's called Juan Wee, because yeah. it's not even Arabic. It's not any language we've encountered. I was doing Hebrew, Arabic, Persian, like yeah. rolling through them, and it's like, Polynesian? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm happy you're here, but like, <laughs> not represented. Well, Derek, you know what time that is then? Oh, wait. Is it time for Piter's Paraphrase Paradox Parable? I'd watch that show. I'm with you. It'd be really interesting. <laughs> A paradox parable that he just half-asses with a paraphrasing? I'm in. Do you have one? No. no. I was say, it's like, if you could sell me. The like it. Parsing, like, how to organize those words is enough for me to be like, does paradox, go, is it the paraphrase parable of a paradox? Like, I was happy where I landed. No, Derek, it's time for Edric's Etymology on Automatology. Uh, I'm down with that. Each week, I pick a name from the universe to dive into its meaning and origins. I'm going to give you the meaning of the name and see if you can guess who it is. So, the meaning of this name. Let's roll. I got two for you. Because I got two different uh, origins for this word, specifically. One I think Frank took as the origin for the book. And then one that I think is like historically where it originates from. Okay. That that seems fair. Sure. So uh the two definitions I have are life 
and Taylor. Life and Taylor as in like a... a Someone s- who makes clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Life and Taylor. Uh, that... Okay. Life puts me, I think, in like Latin. It's like a V base, like uh, Viva. And that's like Spanish. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. hoping the root's the same. I don't think we have many V characters, though. And a, a, no, a Taylor. I, do. I feel like I do have an old timey word for Taylor, like right <laughs> on the tip of my tongue, but I can't quite reach it. You want the uh, origins? Sure, sure. I'll take it. I'm just as lost at this point. So, so yeah, for life, it's Arabic. Okay. And for Taylor, it's Aramaic. Ooh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No. Okay, life. We've got to focus on life. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know life in Arabic. Um, and it's somebody's name. Hmm. Well, okay, so both of those are gonna lead me towards a, maybe a Fremen. I, I, oh, I don't, I don't know. Atham doesn't sound right at all. Farouk. Hmm. I want to lean towards. Oh, wait, wait. Have we done? Have we done Korba yet? Uh, we have not done Corva. I want to go with Corva. And so obviously I've explained my reading. I'm just sure. guessing based on Fremen, but I'm like, he would be a good one since like we're putting the UE betrayer title on him to have mm. him be life. That seems perfect. Sure. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor made for the role. I don't know. That's a stretch. Let's go. Not Corva. Never. But it's sort of a trick question in a way because we're, I think we're just going phonetically by what it sounds like. Because hate is not an actual word that you can find a lot of history for, but hayat is Arabic, which means life. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And for hate itself, okay. meaning life, I think that's really cool. Yep. Yeah. For a zombie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. Um, unfortunately, though, there wasn't much more on that. Um, I did find the origins of the word. Uh, it was like a family name that originated all the way back to uh, like... Uh, in Aramaic, in, I think, Jewish texts. Let me see here. In the Mishnah and the Talmud. Yeah, it's cool. It's just, it's a family name that derives from its occupation. Like, you know, so many do, Smith. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like Thatcher, all that shit. And then it's, just, it's, those are the two sources that they kind of ever, have it recorded in or they yeah, found yeah. it in. And that they're just like, uh, hate and hate. Sorry, I said the same word twice, but they're spelled differently. (laughs) But hate is just like an abbreviated form of uh, Hebrew uh, hayat, which first appears uh, as the term for Taylor in the Mishnaic and Midrashic literature. Okay. It's like... I, I like that you just, uh, I didn't quite make that connection you're saying of like an occupation thing of like Smith and the yada yada, but yeah, literally meaning Taylor. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just a Taylor. Yeah, it's like that. that's who they were. That's what they did. So that's what we called their surname. Hyatt? Uh, hey it hey it do you have a spelling for it h-a-y-a-t or h-a-y-e-t oh oh so there's another a in there as well yeah yeah okay i like that hyatt yeah and that for whatever reason tailors are mentioned uh pretty frequently in the talmud which is like the set of books that contain like a lot of the original jewish scriptures Mm -hmm. it was recorded uh in aramaic language in the third century okay that's that is weird yeah but this is our first, like, real uh, kick into Aramaic, which is kind of cool. Because, like, that's about as old as we've gotten, I think, so far. Um, yo, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I like languages. There's definitely, uh, I, f- I think some stuff has always touched uh, tangentially to that. Yeah, you're right. You're when right. we got any of the biblical shit that we get, get sure. into. Yeah. yeah. 
but I like it. Yeah, it ends up being Hyatt. Yeah, and I think that's that's all I got for hate today. That's a that's a short and sweet. You know, short Mike, and sweet. Every I'm, now and then, both of us gotta skim the books a little bit. They're like, uh, I had a really. We rough shouldn't week. we shouldn't think like that. One person should skim <laughs> a little bit. The other. Should I had go. a really rough week editing last time. I I don't even want to get into it, but. I hate my computer so much right now. <laughs> Editing horror stories. Yeah, it really was. Ah, well, do you want to? You want to see if Bruno can cheer you up a little bit and make yeah. those bad memories yeah, go away? Yeah. Just open up this window <laughs> and crawl right on in. He's got a little ladder. <laughs> Come with the fire escape. Let's see here. Um, not too too much in the in the ways of distrans coming through. I did have a funny one that I wanted to share. So on Twitter, Dune Read Through just gave us a nice little uh, comment that I agree with so much. Hara's hominins just made me groan with sarcastic (laughs) agony, loudly, in public. Loving it. (laughs) Just like, Uh, yeah. I feel satisfied with that. Yeah, I know. That's uh, about the effect I wish to have. (laughs) (laughs) What was today's? Piter's Parables on Paradox? Uh, No, Piter's Paraphrase Paradox Parable. (laughs) Okay. Paraphrase paradox. Parable. Syntax matters, Mike. <laughs> too much, too much. So I had just appreciated seeing that. Um, and I think this is more in your wheelhouse because you gave me a little present. Yeah, yeah. Mike, why don't you open that right up? Yeah, take, yeah. take a look yeah, here. Right. What do we got? Uh, yeah. Isn't yeah. That, look at that. Uh, it's amazing. Where did you get this? We have a watercolor of Piter. From the, uh, it's based off of the David Lynch yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's him Brad doing, it's what that meme was. Oh, Jesus, you know the actor. Good God. <laughs> sure, sure, that guy. <laughs> sure, I do. Why would I know who that was, Mike? <laughs> what other role did he play besides Spider? He was in Lord of oh, the Rings. Oh, shit, yeah, he had yeah. another great role. <laughs> he was Wormtongue. Same role, really, to me. Really, he is. Yeah, he just plays an evil, slimy guy. He's great, I love it. Oh, he's so greasy in that one. <laughs> he is. Um, you're right. You're right. You should know that name. But this picture, uh, I saw it on Twitter, right? Just randomly, somebody posted it and sure. said, like, hey, I painted this. And, like, they even commented, of, like, ah, I could have done it a little bit better. It was a great, like, trial run, though. I'm just glad I did it. And everyone's like, oh, that's so that's great. So I sent them a message, just like, I would like to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> and he totally sent it. He set it up. He was so awesome about it. So if you guys are on Twitter, at Fox Crows. F-O-X-C-R-O-W-S. That is the artist that uh, filled us out for us. He's got some other works on there. He describes himself as a fairy tale aficionado. Uh, those who arise in might, posting art and supporting artists and writers. So it's got a few uh, a link tree you guys can check out. And if you want to see any of his other artwork, it's all posted in there. And he's got some really fantastical looking stuff, but like the Dune one. It was too good to pass. I got to figure out how I'm going to frame this. Yeah, we got to we got to trim it a little bit. We'll put some pictures up on the social for everybody. Once though. it gets all settled, check in. it out. It's really I love it. Though. I like it. I like it's it. It's so cool. And just knowing that like somebody you can just, see the little Sappho stains. The Sappho, knowing it was done by hand of just someone you know someone who enjoyed the film that much mm-hmm. and like I think it looks so good. I'm pretty happy about this little fighter. Thank you for bringing that in, Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> got to pay homage. Got to pay homage. My distrans. <laughs> Just a, just a big bad shrug. <laughs> Do you have uh, you have anything else in that DG tube? No, that's all I got today. I think that about does it for me, Mike. All right. Well, does anyone have a question for us? Do you guys perhaps know a wine we could afford? 
uh, let us know. We're at Spice World Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can always send a disc trans with Bruno via SpiceWorldPod at gmail.com. And of course, that's our website at SpiceWorldPod.com. And if you're looking for a way to support the show, come and join us over at our little sketch at patreon.com slash SpiceWorldPod. Where you can find some of our awesome exclusive Between Two Dunes episodes. And mm. I actually... Oh, stop right now. Pick a favorite. Pick a favorite? Favorite one. Oh, I honestly liked Ladies of House Carino a lot. Okay, yeah. I, just, that's it, a good I one. learned so much more than I thought I would. <sighs> Wincisia. Wincisia. Oh, oh my God, Wincisia. She was so good. But um, yeah, we actually... I made one of them available to the public. So if you actually head over to patreon.com slash SpiceWorldPod, just... Uh, Look for B2D episodes and the Ampliros you can find on there. Now, part of our free bonus episodes. Yeah. We're going to have to think of a clever name for those. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Chum Charity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of <laughs> It's a little insulting, but like, <laughs> I guess. Having played the board game, though, I love that you yeah. have to say Chum Charity <laughs> in order time. to get that two spice. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Done, Mike. But, uh, Man, you do good under pressure sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I nail it, other times I'm just a deer in the headlights. Just flounder. <laughs> but go ahead and check that out. And Derek, what I want to know mm. next week. Next week. What's happening? Oh, shit. What's we, in the book? Oh, you still got to read this book. I want a little teaser. <clears throat> I, I got one. Okay. I think I got an okay one. All right. It's a little long, but join me on this journey here. Okay. Rage rooted in boredom flickered and simmered deep within him. Nurtured by decisions that couldn't be avoided. He knew which path his feet must follow. He'd seen it enough times, hadn't he? Seen it. Once, long ago, he'd thought of himself as an inventor of government. But that invention had fallen into old patterns. It was like some hideous contrivance with plastic memory. Shape it any way you wanted, but relax for a moment and it snapped into the ancient forms. Forces at work beyond his reach and human breaths eluded and defied him. Whoa. So another calm, easygoing chapter yeah, in Doom, you know, Mike. We're just going to... This is, this is Paul's morning in uh, Rachag. Yeah. <laughs> this is just Paul having coffee. Yeah. Just like, fuck, that's some heavy shit right there. Oh, wow. I really love the, like, he'd seen it many times. And it's just, it's italicized, just seen it with oh an exclamation God. there. What is it? Well, we're just talking about, we're talking about the government. Oh, of just like his empire. He's reflecting back on it. He'd, you know, he thought of himself as an inventor of government. He had built this whole thing up. But then I love this idea of plastic memory. Like you look away for a second and boop, it all just goes back to feudalism. Dang. This and that. The old ways always emerge, Mike. I'm so excited. Yeah. Which means. We have a Paul chapter to look forward to. It's just going to be exciting to be with an old friend, Mike. That's yeah. all. What more can we say? Terrible purpose? Yes. Oh. Until then, the spice must flow. I don't think I'll ever live down crime partners. Crime partners. <laughs> be so weird. <laughs> I don't think they call themselves that. I hope that's one group. One one detective. <laughs> Crime partner. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Do you want to read Phil?